live and local on AM 770 KTTH. Your independent conservative host, Todd Herman, welcomes you to The Todd Herman Show. He resents the American people. Uh, he resents their independence. He resents their, their concern about the border, which they're not supposed to talk about. He resents their anger about Afghanistan, which they're supposed to forget. So every time you turn around, Biden is, is feeling, I think, snubbed uh, and kind of betrayed. He thought everybody would love him. He'd be Uncle Joe. It would all work. That's not what's going on right now. Today is, in fact, the day the Lord has made, and these are the times to which God has decided we shall live. It's times such as these, it says in the book of Esther, that require from us the acceptance of unique sets of responsibilities that are on our back. It's our time. It's our country's turn to go through tyranny, to fight against it. It's this generation's time to defeat it. And there are people who stand up in many ways. There are high school students who refuse to wear the woke masks and continue to show up. Their police officers have announced, I will not take the forced mRNA injections. There are teachers who retire, who quit, who walk out because they will not teach critical race theory. There are members of the military who've resigned their commission with six months to go to their 20 because they will not serve what they see as an onslaught of Marxism. Then there are people who stand up to run for a United States Congress for the first time. Jared Susser's with us. He's running for Congress against Dan Newhouse, a so-called Republican who voted to impeach President Trump. He was a petty officer in the U.S. Navy. Ten years later, he faced the battle of another crime. He was diagnosed with stage uh, was stage five cancer, given a five percent chance to live. He beat the odds. Uh, Jared joins us now on the Todd Herman Show. Jared, did I say your last name the right way, Sessler? Yes, thanks, Todd. Such an honor to be here. I appreciate it. Uh, I really appreciate you doing what you're doing, stepping up to run. And, and this is you've gone full in on this. We were talking before we started, you know, uh, before we started the interview today. You've been at Jan six. You've been to the border. You've been to D.C. multiple times. You were at Mike Lindell's cyber symposium on election security. So let me start with this. In your mind, um, Jared, what are the stakes of the game in the United States of America right now? Oh, boy, that's a good question. Uh, the stakes of the game, I think, are no different than they've ever been in the United States. The problem is, is that uh, right now they, they're, they're really being challenged. You know, our liberty is on trial. Our, uh, our entire judicial system is on trial. Our, our freedom is at stake. Uh, it is, it's a, it's a, I would say it's, a, it's probably the most vital time, certainly in our lifetime, but it may be one of the most uh, paramount, significant periods in the history of the country, you know, I, I would say since the Revolutionary War. Uh, I agree with you. I, I, I firmly agree. When when Dan Newhouse, um, y- y- you're Republican, he likes to call himself a Republican. Uh, had you decided long ago to run against him or had you ever reached out to him to say, hey, maybe we could work together? What's been your relationship with Newhouse? Yeah, so I've I've actually met with Newhouse in D.C. in years past, and uh, it's interesting when you travel to D.C., which I've done many times over the last 20 years for business, and you're from Washington, you get an opportunity to meet with pretty much anybody you want to because hardly anyone comes from Washington because it's such a long distance. And so I've met with all of our representatives. I've met with both of our senators uh, multiple times, and, uh, you know, my uh, 
my intention was to run for Congress several years ago. In fact, uh, it really started back when Obama was elected the second time, and that's when I, I was so astounded with what I saw going on politically and just in our in our society that I felt like, yeah, I really want to get involved in this. And uh, so I told Dan several years ago that I wanted to uh, replace him when he was ready to retire. I wanted to, you know, succeed him, and I wanted his endorsement. And I wanted to work with him. And, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, when, when he signed the impeachment for President Trump and, and then went on to, you know, vote for the uh, January 6th commission, that was his retirement papers. Yeah. And what was it uh, that, in, in your mind, what hit you about that so hard that Dan Newhouse would, would vote to impeach the president of the United States? Um, you know, given, for instance, what's going on in Washington state, what personally hits you so hard that you decided not to shift course and run against Dan Newhouse? Well, I think the big thing is that this is one of the most conservative districts in the country. And, we, you know, we have a lot of agriculture, a lot of ranchers. There's some manufacturing here know, some business. And we don't have a conservative representative. We, we actually have a representative who votes more often with Nancy Pelosi than with his own party. And I don't think that's good representation. And I also don't think that a representative in Congress gets a mulligan. This isn't golf. You have to get it right every single time. It's, when you look at the when you look at January 6th, what are your thoughts about the January 6th events? Um, how did you view that? Well, I viewed it with my own eyes because I was there, and it was it was very much a sort of NASCAR fan, rodeo fan sort of crowd. Uh, the instigators were paid to be there, and uh, I believe it was you know as far as the Capitol uh, breach, that was a whole that was just a setup uh, from the left to you know try to prevent Trump from ever being eligible for to run for office again. Uh, it certainly wasn't something that was driven by, uh, you know, the, the majority of the the people that were there. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people there, and it was freezing, and we were, we were standing in the cold for a long time, and it was a long walk to the Capitol. And, uh, you know, even at the Capitol, the instigators of the violence were actually more so the police than, than the, you know, than the people that were there. So you saw with your own eyes that the instigation was coming from the inside. It was coming from police, law enforcement. You say paid agitators. You watched this, Jared? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it was. There's paid agitators. We were there for a couple of days before, and uh, we had actually at Lafayette Square. I think it was. I can't remember. If it was the night before or two nights before. Uh, I literally was two or three feet from a gal who said she was paid to be there and she had went on a few minutes later to bloody the face of a gal that that we had walked over there with uh you know there those were the kind of people that were there at the capitol before president trump was even done speaking there were already people that were you know dressed up in costumes supposedly you know breaching the capitol and you know the whole thing was a setup and and you know when I, when i got down to the capitol you had uh police, I don't know whether it's Capitol Police or otherwise, that were throwing these detonation, uh, I don't know, they're, they're basically just these sound bombs, I don't know what you call them, but they're throwing them into the crowd, crowds of people with, you know, kids and strollers and old people. I mean, we're, we're standing at the at the ellipse when we were listening to this or trying to listen to the speakers, 
and we were next to a guy who was probably in his 80s or 90s in a wheelchair. I mean, this, this the the fact the idea that people somehow believe and that that they think that that you know the January 6th event is going to go down in history as a as a breach is ridiculous. What's going to go What's going to happen is is the information's eventually going to come out. And it's going to go down in history as as the most one of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to this nation. Yeah, I've seen the video of cops throwing flashbangs <clears throat> into the crowd, and it looked like they're trying to agitate the crowd. There's video of a guy who looks very, very much like an FBI agent who was encouraging people to go into the Capitol. People were saying, no, 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 fed, fed, fed. We had the video of Jaden X, uh, forget his real name, who it says, look, I'm a Black Lives Matter Incorporated Antifa guy. He took the video of Ashley Babbitt being shot. And, of course, the media told us, no, there was no BLM, no Antifa in sight. No one like that was there. This was only Trump supporters. So it's fascinating that you were there for that. Did you think ever Jared Susser is running for Congress against Dan Newhouse, Benton County, uh, Washington State? Did, Jared, did you think you would ever speak publicly that, that you felt like your government agitated to to arrange an attack on your capital? When those words leave your mouth, are you as astonished as I am when words like that leave my mouth? I, I am. In fact, uh, I was at I was speaking at an event a couple of weeks ago and I had this lady, she kind of a middle aged mom, come up to me and. And she said, you know, I feel like I'm a conspiracy theorist because everything, all this crazy stuff is coming out to be true. And I think those that are rational and those that are critical thinking are kind of feeling the same way. And I told her, I said, you're not alone. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's, 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 I don't even know how to describe it, but we are literally living in a, in a uh, in a time where these things that are supposedly not possible or sound a little off the wall are actually true and they're actually happening. Yeah. And this is the same thing with me with the COVID flu. When I noticed a departure from medical science within three days that the that the COVID was deadly in schools um, and in in, you know, mom and pop hardware stores, but not in Planned Parenthood abortion clinics uh, and in, in Home Depot, I realized this is a complete farce. This is a swindle. I uh, will continue to talk with Jared Susser. He's running for Congress against Dan Newhouse for our national audience. Newhouse voted to impeach the president and is a big fan of the January 6th Kabuki Theater uh, hearings. We'll continue with Jared if we check traffic with right-way traffic. His, his people who run him just said, oh, we can't make the timing work. I've given Dan... The following questions, um, Jared, you've already answered one. I'll ask you the question I was going to ask Dan Newhouse. He's afraid to come on this program. He's a coward. He shivers in fear at the thought of having to d- discuss things with me. He'll go on other shows, not this one, because he's not going to question like this. Um, Jared, is Black Lives Matter Incorporated a domestic terror group? Absolutely. That's that's a pretty easy answer. Uh, and yeah, it, what is, about- it is. I, I call it the burn loop murder crew. It's terrible. Yeah. And... And they've been allowed to run wild. Have you seen your opponent, Dan Newhouse? Have you seen him criticize Black Lives Matter Incorporated at all? Not at all. Does that astonish you? Yeah, it does astonish me. I mean, I'll be I'll be honest. I'm astonished that as a representative of of, uh, you know, something pushing a million people, probably around 800,000 people that. He isn't standing from the housetops, you know, screaming about First Amendment, screaming about, you know, our our open border with 120 different uh, nationalities streaming across it, screaming about the lies that are going on in in Washington D.C., screaming about 
you know, the lies that are nonstop perpetuated through the media today. You know, where is our representation? This is the reason why I'm running for Congress. You know, if I, if it's possible, I'm going to wear a chest cam when I'm in Congress. I want our our people in our district and our country to know what is going on in Washington, D.C. Yeah, I'd like to know who bought Newhouse. Exactly. Uh, so you yeah. spoke about the you spoke about the lies. Where do you stand on the vaccine diktats? Uh, well, you know the mRNA diktats. You got to get shot up with the mRNA. Where do you stand on the entire response to the COVID flu? Well, I'm probably as far uh, right as you can possibly be, and I and I didn't start there, but I've I've uh, I've driven there uh, just because I'm. I'm a free thinker. I'm a critical thinker, and and I just don't think any of this makes sense. Now, I'm also an engineer, and so when this began, I was probably one of the first ones to recognize what was going on in in uh, in China. As I I had a house for sale at the time, and I was thinking, oh boy, how is this is this virus really going to take off? How is this going to affect house values? You know, and this kind of thing. And then in March of 2020, when I started seeing the media getting creative with their charts. Now, again, I'm an engineer. At one point in my career, I was paid to make data say a certain thing. So, you know, your managers or your team comes to you and says, hey, this is what our initiatives are. Here's the data. We need the data to say this. Okay, well, you can do that with anything. And the media was clearly doing it in early 2020, and I really started to question it. Uh, I also feel like, you know, we as Americans need to have you know, individual responsibility over our health and giving our our God-given immune system the strength it needs to be able to overcome these things. And uh, as time went on, I started to see, especially through the summer of 2020, when the when the left was doing all they could to keep this thing alive, so that they could use it, you know, to affect the election. And then again, and then it just keeps rolling over. And then, I mean, we're we're to a point now today where I think it's. It's very difficult for anyone who thinks rationally to not admit that it's quite likely that this thing is a bioterror weapon that was released for a purpose and that we are living out that purpose today. That's, I think it's really well said. Uh, there are scientists who said they signed the paper saying, oh, it's this information that it came from the Wuhan lab. And they're now coming back and saying, well, we knew it probably did, but we were under extreme pressure. So now we can admit, yeah, it probably came from that. We know through the 900 pages that the foreign press got. It was the, what was it, the Intercept that got these 900 pages showing that Tony Fauci paid the EcoHealth Alliance and, and that bizarre set of technocratic uh, um, uh, in my judgment, evildoers to launder mm-hmm. the money to pay for gain of function research, which is it does one thing. It makes viruses more dangerous. Um, and, and, you know, I, I put Tony Fauci on trial in the show. I happen to believe I can make the case that Tony Fauci is a murderer and I'd be happy to do that to his face. Um, so Jared Sessler is with us. He's running for Congress against Dan Newhouse, who want, is a is a so-called Republican who wanted to impeach President Trump and voted to impeach President Trump, who's a big fan of pretending January 6th was worse than the bombing in 1983 of the Senate building at the hands of one of the chief fundraisers of Black Lives Matter Incorporated. Um, you are an engineer, so you, you understand math and numbers and logic. You attended Mike Lindell's cyber symposium on uh, election integrity. Jared, um, tell me your thoughts about that. You've been everywhere, man. The border, Jan 6, you went to this. What were your thoughts as you went through this uh, symposium Lindell put on on election security? 
Well, first of all, I'm very thankful that uh, Mike is investing heavily in trying to do the right thing and trusting God with the rest. And I'll say that after sitting through that symposium, there's no question in my mind that, that the election is illegitimate and that we have an illegitimate administration in the White House currently. Uh, I, I think that you, when I left there, in my mind, uh, I have, as Americans, we have two choices. We, we either choose to believe that everyone on the planet that has a keyboard and access to the Internet is trustworthy or the election was stolen. There's no question. And, so you, you know, you look at all the data that's out there. It's it's overwhelming. So explain explain that for people who may not have the tech background. Are you saying that these that these machines are so hackable because we know they were connected to the Internet? We know they lied. We know they were connected to the Internet. Are you saying they're so hackable that it means they were hacked? Or do you, in your opinion, did you see evidence that they were, in fact, hacked? They were, in fact, hacked. And and they have evidence showing it. They, you know, then not just that evidence, but there's also uh, when we were at this symposium, they set up an actual voting system with all the computers that are involved, and they and they allowed us to go through it and cast a vote. And we went through about a dozen or 15 people at a time, and we went through this lab. And then after we were done, they showed us the results, and then they took us through and started showing us the vulnerabilities of that system. And when they set that system up, now granted, there were some pretty – pretty good hackers that were at this event within, I think it was within like five to seven minutes of them setting it up. Somebody had already, or I think two people had already hacked into it. So, you know, the voting systems, when you talk to anybody that understands computer science, they are, they are child's play to get into. It is so simple uh, because they're not, they were never intended to be connected to the internet, but they are connected to the internet, and so they're just incredibly vulnerable. So that's insanely disturbing. It is disturbing. Yeah, what uh, we need to have with our with our election system is we need to go to a paper, a unique paper ballot that is identified by a person. We need to have an in-person voting for one day, and we need that day needs to be a voting holiday, and we all need to come together, cast our vote, and then participate in the counting of those votes. I couldn't agree more. I've, I've been a proponent of eye in the sky technology that's in fact now being used in Pennsylvania, or they intend to use it until the ACLU sues them away from that, that we can all look at it. Anyone on the internet can watch the counting. The other thing I want is I want a receipt for my vote. I want to be able to see exactly. His, exactly how I voted. And I want to be able to see how my vote was reflected. If my receipt shows that you changed my vote, you lose, you go to prison. Um, that's the way I think this should work out. So, um, Jared, how do people get in touch with you if they want to give you money, donate money to your campaign, if they want to vote for you so that you can replace this pretend Republican Dan Newhouse? So the easiest way is our website, and that's uh, jaredsessler.com, or you can go to jaredforcongress.com, but uh, jaredsessler.com is pretty easy, J-E-R-R-O-D-S-E-S-S-L-E-R.com. So let me make that one easy. Just text Todd, T-O-D-D, to 800-465-8770. Send you a link to uh, to Jared's website, and you can donate there. And, hey, if you happen to run into Dan Newhouse, if he doesn't run screaming from you, uh, wetting himself, uh, let him know. He's, he's welcome to come on the Todd Herman Show, and, and I'll ask him roughly the same questions I asked you. In fact, we'll, we'll, I will yes. take note of this conversation. He can rehearse. They can do a tap dance. He can wear a woke mask on the phone <laughs> with me just to protect himself from any COVID germs over the phone. Um, just tell him he's. Yeah, I'm sitting here waiting. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I, I have the unique opportunity of actually being able to talk to some of his staff here in the district, and uh, they are some of them are actually conservative. And uh, I think the only reason Dan doesn't come on your show is because he's not a conservative, sadly. And uh, our district, you know, Washington State, especially Eastern Washington, Central Washington, we deserve to have a, a conservative representative. So I appreciate your support, Todd. Well, I appreciate you, and uh, thanks for recognizing God Almighty on your website and your life. And and uh, one day you and I get a chance to talk about race car driving because I know you did that, and so did I. So appreciate you coming on, Jared Susser. Go with yeah. God's good grace. We're, yeah, we're actually going to host an event where uh, our donors for our campaign get an opportunity to take a ride around uh, the track with me. So uh, so maybe you can come to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I get to drive. All right, Jared Susser joins us. Uh, Todd Herman Show continues. It's your turn to text the Todd Herman Show. The rule's pretty simple. Be concise, be precise.